it's going to be maximum points for Sergio Perez, who on the streets of Singapore wins the 2022 Singapore Grand Prix. Vamos, Checo. Unbelievable. What a drive. This is how we do it, man. We shut our mouth and we work hard. This is the Mexican way. Well done, guys. That is your best ever drive, mate. That was sensational. Woohoo! <laughs> so happy. So it is one o'clock in the morning here in sweaty Singapore. It has been an incident drama filled day here, a very long day, but a very interesting one. I'm delighted to be joined on the F1 Nation podcast by my great friend, Tom Clarkson, and my new good friend, because we will be hopefully by the end of the podcast. I hope so. Eric van Gauden. Oh, wow. It's a Russian pronunciation. Oh, yeah. I went Russian. I was a little bit Dutch. I, I, I told you the Dutch one, but you yeah. can say Eric as well. I, Eric. I will listen to that as well, if you are kind to me. Okay. Well, let's see your thoughts, your initial thoughts on what was just a jam-packed race. There's a lot to pour over here, isn't oh. there? So it was uh, eventful. We had a fight for P1 with Paris and Leclerc at the end. What was amazing to see, we had Lewis Hamilton making mistakes, Max Verstappen making mistakes. So that says enough how the conditions were. It was so tricky. If those guys, world champions, are making mistakes, then it tells a lot of, about the race. And Eric, it just proves what a great job Checo Perez did yeah. and, and Charles Leclerc for that matter as well. And you know, Checo said after the race, this was my best drive in Formula One, not just best win, best drive. And then just in the press conference there, I said to him, in fact, can you think of a better drive in your career? And he said, no, this is it. This is the one. Yeah, he leaded the race, the whole race. He beat Charles at the start and then he, he leaded the race. It was like, it was a Verstappen race from Paris. And of course, on the street circuit, we knew already he's really strong. Well, look he what won. he did in Monaco. Yeah. I mean, it was similar. Baku last year, he won. And Baku, okay, yeah. Okay, it was a little bit luck because yeah. the crash of Max but still it's it's amazing to see. and I think he needed it because the last couple of weeks or months he was far behind Verstappen and of course he missed out pole position by 200s on Saturday so yeah it was uh, it's good to see for him I think his teammate is not that happy but um, yeah it's now uh, the other way around. How important is it for his career to have this sort of shot in the arm at this stage of the season because as you say after Monaco it really feels as if his season was falling away from him and people were talking about the car being engineered more towards Max yep. and maybe a bit of driver paranoia might be starting to creep in if that was the case. This is a really timely victory in terms of his uh, his overall career. Yeah, and he can be second in the World Championship. I think he's not that far from Charles. Maybe a few points. You have the number? or Two points. Oh, two points. So, um, so yeah, if he is second and Verstappen wins the title, yeah, you could... Of course, you can have some... I think the gap was sometimes too big between them. But still, if you are first and second in the World Title, uh, in the World Championship, yeah, who, who are we um, blaming in? And... He can do a better job, but um, I think he's more comfortable in the car now and um, uh, he will be more comfortable in the car now if you have a win. You see it with Max as well. Do you know, on the subject of Checo, there are, there are certain tracks in Formula One that are Checo tracks. He loves short radius corners, 90 degree corners, so he's always brilliant yep. in Baku. And he's always been brilliant here. He was in the points in seven consecutive races here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I was confident that he was, if he was going to go well anywhere, he was going to go well here. And then I remember Andy Green, who was the technical director at Aston Martin, saying that 
Traction control has been banned in Formula One, but Checo's bum is so sensitive yeah. in mixed conditions that, you know, he's, he's just like got his own inbuilt traction control. So mixed conditions on a track like this was always going to be a good yeah. chance for Checo. Yeah, but I think he, uh, he deserves it and he, he, needs, he needs to win a, a few races. So I have some good result. He needed that. Of course, you can say, okay, Verstappen is your teammate, so it's difficult to beat him, but still it's... You need some good results for your own as well to be in a good shape. Well, Sergio, that was quite magnificent today. Um, under a huge amount of pressure, very difficult conditions. Was this the greatest highlight of your F1 career so far? Uh, certainly up there, you know. I think the race we did today was uh, super special because uh, the level of concentration we had to have, the level of uh, understanding of uh, the reading of the race, that was very special. Just put it into layman's terms how tough it is, because we'll never get a full understanding of the physicality of it, the concentration, the pressure coming from Charles, the changeable conditions, everything you had to contend with. I mean, you seemed incredibly calm and composed, all things yeah. considered. Yeah, I wasn't that much, but uh, all in all, you know, it was so important not to make a mistake. Uh, we had a few issues out there, but I think overall it's, it's been a tremendous day for the team, for myself. So, yeah, I'm just really happy to get this victory. Fantastic. You certainly did. And I'm seeing the love that's coming in for you as we're walking through the paddock. People fist pumping you, including Lando's dad. This is a popular victory. Well done. Yes, thank you so much. Well, it feels for Max, because I think we should talk about him. This was obviously the first weekend he could have clinched the, the title. Uh, he finished just one place ahead of where he started. That doesn't really reflect just how much drama there was from lights out to checkered flag. Um, he had a lot to contend with. He basically told me that he was looking forward to getting on the flight out of it. Yeah, after the qualifying, he was in the mix zone, uh, the TV pen mix zone, he was quite talkative. I wouldn't say he was in a good mood, but he was criticizing the team. Of course, they made a mi big mistake. And then he left the track. He didn't do debrief, he didn't do anything. So he was so uh, angry. And then you can say, a lot of people said to me, why the second title is there, is coming. But that shows mm. the difference between a normal race, a normal person, and yep. someone who wants to win every week. He wants to be perfect agree. every week. You know Max probably better than anyone else in the media centre. Did you sense he tensed up this weekend? And, and hence, that's why we got the outburst in qualifying. The frustration was coming out there. That's why we saw the mistakes in the race as well. Well, he never won in Singapore. And he knew he had the car to win here, to get pole position easily. And if you see your teammate winning, Max knows I could have won as well. But he was not tense because he could win the, t uh, the title here for the first time. It was, he had, to, he had some luck to win the title. But his grandmother was here, his aunt was here. So it was like a family reunion a little bit. So he was really relaxed, like he is all year. So now we saw a little bit the criticizing Max, but I think it's just to say to the team, come on guys, we need to be perfect every single week. And if I'm not perfect, if I make a mistake, you can tell me and the other way around. Yeah, but the reality is they don't need to now. But as you say, it's a, a great reflection on his character and where his mindset is, having got that first world title last year. The reality is that he will go on and claim it in Japan. I don't know. What do you think? Well, first of all, don't say that because right. Eric is not going to be in Japan. Oh, so no. <laughs> no. He'll be gutted mistake. if he's not. Oh. That is Actually, a big me mistake. Ne me neither. I'm not going to be in oh. Japan. There is a big chance he clinched it in Japan, but he needs to win and have the fastest lap to yeah. have it in his own hands. But maybe there's a chance it will be Austin. Now I hope for Austin because I'm not in Japan, but I, yeah, I couldn't care less uh, if he wins the title. I think 
he wants to have the title in Japan would be nice. Red Bull with Honda. Yeah. Um, but uh, he will win if it's in Japan or it's in Austin or Mexico. He will win for sure, of course. So Ferrari were interesting today because obviously Charles did a great job to put it on pole only by, what, two hundredths of a second ahead of Checo and five hundredths ahead of Lewis. So it was incredibly tight. He said ultimately it was the start that was his undoing, um, but he came back at the end, he didn't stop fighting, really putting so much pressure on Checo, had that bit of a wobble and then just slipped out of the DRS. I asked him if the DRS had been enabled sooner, whether it would have made a difference. He wasn't so sure, but strong result for him. Signs just said he couldn't find the rhythm, couldn't find the rhythm in the wet and was... Uh, you know, pretty frustrated. But neither Ferrari driver made any mistakes. And as Eric said at the top of the show, world champions made mistakes today. Yet both Charles and Carlos, yes, there were little mistakes by sort of overcooking yeah. it, you know, going into a corner or something, but no serious mistakes. So the drivers did a great job. And I think significantly for Ferrari, they were on point all weekend. Actually, yeah, but they I made the right decisions at the right time. I was surprised about the pace of Carlos, to be fair. He was so, so much slower than... Then Charles and Checo and Lewis were stuck behind him. He said it as well. But, but Carlos, yeah. one thing Carlos has struggled with all year is confidence with this car. Yeah. And I think in these conditions, with these walls being so close, confidence is king around here. And he admitted it after the race, that it was all about confidence for him. Mm. And when, when the grip came on the, on the slick tyre, he was much better at the end of the race, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, that's true. What a brilliant night it's been for McLaren. Lando Norris finishes in fourth. Ooh, ooh. Danny Ricciardo, with his best finish of the season, comes home in fifth. Nice, guys. Not bad from where we started. It was a phenomenal race for McLaren. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So we've crept into the McLaren hospitality area, and uh, the boss, Zach Brown, is with us. Zach, that's a big smile on your face, and rightly so. That was a good day at the office. Drivers did a very good job, team did a good job, but five races still to go. Hey, but was it unexpected when you look at the, the pace of the car during practice and quality? Uh, yeah, I, I think given where we started, uh, we thought Lando could be there thereabouts and hard to pass around here. So Daniel coming from 16th to 5th was very impressive. Uh, so we were hoping to get both cars in the points, but 4th uh, and 5th, I would say we, uh, we overachieved. So you got to change your decision on Daniel's future then? We'll see. He did a great job. <laughs> I'm only joking. He did a great Listen, job. you've got to enjoy the moment. One point that he did make in the pen was just how mature this was from the pit wall and the drivers, just to bide their time, not to rush in. And, and actually, that really did pay dividends in terms of the ultimate result. You benefited from the safety car, but it felt like it was a real coming together of opportunity, but also great decision making. Yeah, it was. Uh, it all came together. Drivers did a great job. Uh, pit crew did a great job. Strategy was sound and a little bit of luck. And uh, fourth and fifth, we'll take it. Do you expect to be on the slick sooner? Yeah, I asked Lando at the start, how many laps till we go on dry? And he said, probably 20 plus. It looked like five, um, which of course I, I would have gone to slicks on lap five and just held on. Um, but uh, yeah, it did take forever, but they knew from qualifying yesterday how long it took to, to dry. And uh, the guys had a hard time getting temperature in the tires. You know, Lando was pushing Carlos at the start because Carlos couldn't quite turn on his tires and then he looked like he did. So it was definitely a challenge. And uh, 
good the guys kept it on the uh, on the black stuff, as they said, because uh, a handful of drivers didn't. 22 points today. I mean, that that's fantastic. Gives you an eight-point advantage over Alpine. Obviously, double DNF for them. This is a really big moment. I, you, you never want to um, celebrate someone else's bad fortune. But you don't? There was a big, oh, you don't? Okay, you do. <laughs> but there's, a, but there's, there's, you know, it's a big swing in momentum back to McLaren. Yeah, a lot of races to go, uh, but it was good to make up a big chunk of points. But a lot of racing to go, and they're very competitive. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened to their their cars. Both engines. Both went. engines. So I don't know if that has consequences for uh, future it was engine, races. Engine for Fernando at Monza as well. Was it? Yeah. So so um, I think it's going to come down to the last race, and hopefully Ooh. we'll end up uh, on top. There you go. There's entertainment to come all the way to Abu Dhabi. Anyone who thinks the championship's going to be wrapped up, there's nothing to see. Very much mistaken, Tom Clarkson. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, guys. Good to see you. Well done again. See you later. I think we know where the World Championships are going this year. It's Max Verstappen and Red Bull, isn't it? But I'm fascinated by this battle for P4, as I was actually last year. It's, you know, Alpine and McLaren. Alpine came in uh, in P4. They've left P5 because they had a double engine blow up and McLaren nailed it again. Yeah, and Ricciardo, I think they, they were a little bit, little bit lucky with the safety car because they extended their stint on the intermediates and then they had a Norris at a free stop, Ricciardo had a good free stop, I, I think he went from 10 to 6 at that point. But yeah, you, sometimes you need some luck and Ricciardo was, he didn't have a good qualifying again. And now he's P5 in a race and Norris P4, that's a great result. And McLaren, of course, they are so ambitious. And if you can be P4 in the championship, in the Constructors' Championship, that's a mega difference with P5. You are completely right, Tom. It's a, that's a great fight to see as well. And I think maybe we have a decision only in Abu Dhabi. It's not okay, it's not for P1, but there are things to fight for. And people don't have to underestimate how important it is for those teams to be ahead of each other. And they're pushing hard. Alpine turned up here with a new floor. McLaren turned up, uh, on at least on Lando Norris's car, uh, with new side pods and a new floor as well. So they're going to keep going right to the end of the year, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but that's that's what you want to see. Of course, you want to see a fight like last year about P1. But yeah, if it's not happening, let's see a fight. Oh, Lando's walking past. Try, I, <laughs> I know. What's happened? He is literally sweating buckets. And now Lando's taking a photograph of me. This is not right. This is not right. I feel like I've... Have I sweated more in the last hour than you did in the Grand Prix? I mean, it looks like you've been in the pouring rain. <laughs> I'm not good in the heat, if it's not obvious. But can we talk about your race rather than me having it's to stare down? I do you know you're going to be featured on Lando JPEG, yeah. the new Instagram... My new channel, my new uh, Instagram page. It's kind of a big deal. But also, what's kind of a big deal is your race today. You must it be pretty happy with that. Great race today. We just uh, debriefed it all. And um, I just said, you know, I just drive amazing. <laughs> Car needs a lot of work. And uh, simple as that. But m m both me and Daniel agreed with each other. We both complimented each other. So, no, the, the, team, the team did a great job. Like, the strategy was where we gained a lot today, especially from Daniel's side because he had to overtake a lot of people. He gained a lot just through the, the strategy, staying out, boxing under the VSC. So uh, the team did a good job. Not just the drivers. Not just the drivers. What the about drivers. the updates? Did they do a good job? Uh, I mean, they did the job that they did like they were meant to do. Not exactly much better at, the, at this current point, um, just because we couldn't exploit them as much as what we want here in Singapore, with the high ride heights and soft car that you need uh, in the street circuit. But um, Japan, we should be able to get a better understanding. So um, I can't wait for Japan. I'm gonna go and say well done to my team. So I'll see you later. Well done, All right, congratulations. Look, travel safe, well done Lando.
Look, we haven't talked about Mercedes yet. One car of theirs finished in the points, P9. I know. Do you know, I genuinely thought Lewis could win today. <laughs> yeah. You know, after that quali yesterday, um, you know, just a good start and a bit of luck and the win could have been his. I wondered, even towards the end, whether he could have put it on the podium. Uh, obviously, that lock-up at turn seven, lap 33, put paid to that. He was frustrated with himself, chastising himself. Also, a, a, a bit of a disagreement with the team in terms yeah. of whether he should be on used or new inters. It just didn't go his way today, did it? No, I had the same feeling as you. A lot, yesterday, we talked with some British journalists as well, and a lot of people thought Lewis could have shot to win today, and they, he was so good in qualifying close to pole position. I think it was the first time he qualified in the top three on his uh, on himself. So it shows that Mercedes is getting there a little bit. Okay, it's going in steps. The one track is better for them, suits them better than the other track, but it shows they are getting there. And I think Lewis still has, still has the fighting spirit. So I hope at the end of the year or at the beginning of next year, they will be there. Talking of fighting spirit, I love the fact that Russell was just in it till the end, just fighting away. Obviously the first to go on the slicks, it was everyone else's guinea pig. Everyone's like, well, what's happening with Russell? Oh no, we won't go <laughs> on to slicks, uh, judging by that. But they did eventually come to him and he wasn't giving up. I love the fact he kept up the fight and he put in the fastest lap, albeit outside the top 10, so he didn't take the point, but he did take the point away from Sergio Perez. Look, I get all that, I love the fighting spirit, but actually I thought we saw the biggest gap between George and Lewis all weekend here uh, in Singapore I thought George for whatever reason wasn't quite hooked hooked up and and you know there was a break issue in qualifying I get that and he was as you say the guinea pig uh, in the race on slick tires but for some reason he was never completely happy around here whereas this is a sort of Lewis Hamilton mega track and I you know let's think back to 2018 and that amazing pole lap that Lewis did around here in the four wins etc but I'm sure George is going to spend the next four days just analysing the data from Lewis Hamilton this weekend because I felt Lewis was doing something slightly different with the car to him. Yeah, it can be and I think George had a, has a good season as well uh, but he was a little bit unlucky in the qualifying and then they take the penalty with the engine, okay, then you have a... not the best race, let's say it like that, but it was funny to see because at one point the mediums, the slick tyre was going to work, everyone was looking at him and then at one point he was going purple, 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 and then everyone went in. So he had a good function today, but not the function he would love to have. But it was uh, good to see. And I think it's good if you are already outside the points, you take the, you take the gamble. You do the gamble, okay, let's, let's risk it. And maybe it w would have worked out and he was on the podium today. You never know. Lance Stroll, his best finish of the season is sixth. Hey Lance, let's check his flag. That's P6, P6. Well done, well done. P6. Yeah, great job. Great job. You kept it on the track. Many, many people didn't today. That's a brilliant job, mate. Well done. Lance yeah. Stroll, your best result of the season. Congratulations. Thank you. You yeah, get a little good. bit drier than you did when I saw you in the pen. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good sweat out there today. Hey, how chuffed is the team? Double points finish. You've overtaken Haas in the Constructors' Championship. Just Yeah, no, it was a big day for us, I think. Uh, we've had our, yeah, I mean, I'd say bad luck, you know, have bad luck and good luck and it's kind of how it goes but I think quite a few races this year we deserved a lot more and for whatever reason things happen 
didn't really score many points. They've had a lot of like P10s when they could have been better, and today things just kind of went our way, and big bag of points, which is good. Uh, it's fantastic. Well just done. quickly, quickly, what happens now? Do you go to bed? Do you party and just go straight through to get on the plane tomorrow no, to Japan? No, no, my bed's calling big okay. time. Yeah. <laughs> Knack yeah. it after You've that race. Yeah, well you done. Thank you. Well done. Cheers, Lance. Good to catch up with Lance. I think we should talk about his teammate, Sebastian Vettel. Five-time winner here. The best record of anyone on the grid. In a way, it was a shame that he couldn't hold off for that seventh spot, Verstappen getting him on the last lap. But it was a double points finish for the team after what's been a difficult season so far. So um, he's created some more good memories for the Marina Bay circuit. Well, and, and that Aston Martin is a good race car, actually. It struggles in qualifying, and yet again, uh, it struggled this weekend with you know them qualifying Stroll in 12th and Vettel 14th. Yet in the race, it is consistent and has been now for, for quite a few races. And I love the fact that Vettel is still really pushing. He's only got five races left in his Formula One career now, yet he really wanted it. And he was fighting hard to keep the likes of Hamilton and, and Verstappen behind. Yeah, it was a great fight with the three of them uh, in a row, three world champions. I know, that uh, was Fernando cool, wasn't was not it? there, that was, a, that was a shame. He was already out of the race. But um, I think Vettel, you see a little bit more maybe calmness um, say you're retiring at the end of the year, you can do two things. You can say, okay, let's, uh, let's see how it goes. But he is quite pushing on the material as well. So I think it's great to see because you want to see legends of the sport, a four-time world champion. You don't want to see them going on and on. You, want, you will see them having good results. So it's good to see. And it was a great fight with Verstappen. He was stuck behind him. He was really frustrated. So Eric, it also proved how wild Max is, right? You know, he really wanted to finish that race in seventh yeah. place, you know, and he was prepared to put it on the line. And yet he's miles ahead in the World Championship. And I thought, yes, it said a lot about Vettel, but it said a lot about Max as well. Yeah, it was a great pass in the, in the last lap it was, right? So um, it was great to see it's for two points it is, but for Max, every point counts. So I, I wasn't surprised about that, to be fair. Joe Kuan Yu stops on the track. This is at turn five. He's out. Alfa Romeo is out of this race. Joe Guan Yu in his first ever Singapore Grand Prix has lasted eight laps. He's uh, had his contract extended for another year, so we'll be back in 12 months' time. Uh, but that's his night done here in Singapore. So, Joe, good to see you. Not the race that you would have wanted this weekend. Um, pretty disappointing, obviously, to come to Asia. You would have had a lot of support here, I'm sure. And not to see the chequered flag, that must have been tough. Yeah, exactly. Looking at how the race went, it was just as entertaining watching in the hospitality. So want to be there, of course, to gain this experience. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, it's great to have so much fans. We take the positive. We, we show a good speed first time in Singapore, so it's never easy here. But uh, yeah, looking forward to having more home sport next year when we go to Shanghai and come back here again. I mean, it is amazing, the fact that you're going back to China and you've got a contract for next year. That's a real boost for your career. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that because uh, last year was a long, long tough period waiting for the confirmation. And this year, everything is sorted, so it can be more relaxed. One thing less to be worried about. So now I just want to give the team the best I could every weekend. And uh, hopefully that we can have a strong or back to the point with both cars very soon. So just quickly, what happened with Latifi? I mean, yeah, basically, I think his left mirror wasn't working. <laughs> and it was a tough one. I mean... For my side, it was quite frustrating because obviously I had some issue at the start. Then we was coming back quite quickly. Then side by side into turn five, 
and Latifi just went left and down before turning to the right-hand corner, so which is something I didn't expect to have that when we are side-by-side. Side. So, yeah, he got a penalty, but it's basically ruined my race instead. Here's to a better result in Japan. Thanks yeah, for your time. Thank you. VB, there's a bucket hat man. This is the bucket hat that's for sale, the blue one. Yes, that is correct for <laughs> any fan to buy. Okay, that's brilliant. Points, sadly, were not meant to be in the race today. Are you walking away from this one feeling really frustrated? It is frustrating because it's been a long time, but I think, you know, from where we started today, from um, 15th, uh, it was always going to be difficult. So, you know, the thing is we just need to try and qualify better and hopefully have a bit more like a normal weekend. Yeah, for once we had no issues, but now the weather was playing quite a big part. Thank you very much. I don't know about you, but I think Valtteri is in the best place ever. Like, I know today's result wasn't great, but he seems so relaxed. Yeah, but when he was in Mercedes, I sometimes had an interview with him. He was so funny. Typical Scandinavian guy, I would say, with a good sense of humour. I like him, but I think you're right. The, the pressure is off. The Mercedes pressure with Lewis next to you. And now he's in a really, really good mood. And especially at the start of the season, he had a really, really good results, of course. I think one point to be made, though, is that he's actually got a little bit of pressure from his young teammate now. I think Joe has come in and certainly in the second half of this season is is keeping him honest, certainly over one lap. 100%. And also something that he said was um, just how impressed he is by the l few mistakes that Joe makes. I said, what, what has impressed you most about him? And he said, he doesn't make mistakes, and that's quite rare for a rookie. K-Mag, do you agree? Agree on what? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Magnussen comes in to sort out his uh, front wing. The old one disappearing back into the garage. The new one gets fitted. Kevin Magnussen can get back out on the track again. Difficult weekend for you this weekend. Uh, it kind of promised more than it delivered. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to pit because I had this damage on my front wing. Positives, mega quali. Yeah, mega quali. Good pace in, in, in phases of the race, especially on the intermediate. Our car just seems to be good in uh, intermediate conditions. So. Do you know do you know what we've actually done though? Sorry to interrupt. What? We've managed to get you past all the fans without having to stop. It. That's great, thank you. Look at the support you're getting. Isn't that lovely? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Good support here. Yeah. yeah well done. Well I mean, obviously weekend. on a podcast you can't see what we can, um, but as we're walking out of the paddock, it is lined ten deep with fans all cheering. The, the really quick word: Can we walk together? I mean, a tough day outside the points for you today, and actually. We kind of expected and hoped for more. It seemed like the car was really coming to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, obviously, with, uh, with Kevin losing, uh, I don't know, half a lap, with changing the wing, which we had to change, you know, so that wasn't good. And uh, the starts were not good. So in the end, we could have gone home with points uh, if it wouldn't have been for... We have to blame ourselves as well a little bit, you know. It's needle between you and Aston Martin now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit too close, you know, so as I said, uh, we, we had an opportunity to make points, but we didn't take it, you know, so uh, we, we don't have anybody else to blame than ourselves. Well, a tough weekend in the end, but better luck next week. Cannot get worse, huh? Okay. Safe flight, Travel take safe, care. travel safe. Straight Go on to Japan. I think that's the Go thing, on. Eric, isn't it, is that for anyone who's had a bad weekend, at least they don't have to wait long till they go racing again. No, because it's felt like a really long time when we have Monza to, uh, to Singapore. So if you have a few weeks off, then it's, uh, it's good that you can have a race directly after, of course.
So the top 10 look like this. Sergio Perez took his second win of the season and his first win here in Singapore. Charles Leclerc was second, taking his third consecutive podium, and Carlos Sainz was third. Then it was a McLaren double, Lando Norris fourth and Daniel Ricciardo fifth. And then Lance Stroll got his best result of the season in sixth closely followed by Max Verstappen in seventh. Then it was five-time winner here in Singapore, Sebastian Vettel coming home in eighth, with Lewis Hamilton ninth and Pierre Gasly rounding out the top ten in ten. OK, Tom, Eric, what I want to know, your ultimate takeaways from this weekend. There's been a lot to process. What have I taken away from this race? One, how much we've missed the Singapore Grand Prix. It is, yes, there are other night races in Formula One, of course, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain. But there is something about this race that is unique. I, I, it's an expression I use the whole time, but it is a modern day classic and has been since day one back in 2008. Just look at the paddock, look at the stars, look at the amount of business that the paddock has done this weekend. So we've missed this race, but on track, Sergio Perez is my, my driver of the weekend, actually. I think he came into this one very under pressure. I think the, the Mexican press is quite fierce with him and I think people have been accusing him of, uh, you know, not justifying his place at Red Bull and I think this is a huge justification for him. And I think he'll take a lot of confidence from it and he'll be a, a player for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, for me, I'm, I totally agree. Singapore is for sure in my top three of all the events. What I like to see with Max, of course, I'm focused on Max a lot of times, was he is not taking anything for granted. Of course, the title's coming, but he's so criticizing the team if there's a mistake, and he's criticizing himself as well. Well, look, I would thoroughly agree with you both on being back in Singapore. It's actually my first time in seven years. Why have you missed this one? Because I didn't do flyaways after having the kids, but I brought Wilf here when he was six months old because Singapore Airlines said that they wanted to help women get back to work after having kids. So they paid for me, my best mate, my mum and my son to come to the race. Oh, wow. So it was brilliant. But then after that, it just gets difficult when you're juggling kids and work. And Sky were great because they just said, look, we'd love you to go to Singapore. You can go in and out. You don't have to do back-to-back -back races. It's too long to be away from kids. And I'm so pleased I came. Obviously, I miss my kids like crazy. Um, but flying back tomorrow, and I've just loved the weekend. It's been such a buzz. I'd say drive of the day. I would agree with you about Checo. Phenomenal. But I've got to give a little shout-out to Daniel. I mean, it's been a really tough few weeks for him. He still managed to put a smile on his face. I was so impressed that he picked up the phone to Oscar Piastri when Oscar felt uncomfortable about the situation and he phoned him and said mate I don't want you to this isn't on you you know this is nothing personal I wish you all the best and then he comes here and takes it from 16th on the grid up to fifth so I think that's brilliant this also needs to be a bit of a look ahead to Japan Eric, just remind us, what are the stats for Japan? What has Max Verstappen got to do oh. to win the World Championship at Suzuka? If, if my math are right, he has it in his own hands to clinch the title there. If he wins the race and has the fastest lap, then Charles can be second and then still Max wins the title. So it's not coming automatically to him, but it would be nice with Honda and Red Bull, their combination, of course. But I think there's a lot of rain. Uh, coming in Japan as well, so maybe you will be this wet well, again next week, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you are now. It's a great track, it's a great atmosphere always, So, um, and I think we have a really important week for Formula One, for sure, with everything happening about the budget cap, so it will be very tense maybe. Well, the budget cap 
coming out on Wednesday, Wednesday midweek. Uh, yeah. We're going to find out who was or was not above yep. and below the budget cap last year. Uh, but from a performance point of view, do we think it's, it's Red Bulls to win again? I think every track is a Red Bull. Oh, After yeah. the summer break, they are so dominant. They, in this track, I think a few months ago in Singapore, Ferrari had to be the leading car. Now this week in the Red Bull again was so much faster normally. So I think every track is a Red Bull track at this stage. Normally, if Max has a not a, not the best weekend, let's say politely, then the week after he has a very good weekend. So uh, hopefully the Dutchies will uh, wake up early so to watch the race. Eric, one of my favorite things about Suzuka is just seeing the drivers' faces when they get out of their cars at the end of a session. It is the ultimate driver yeah. circuit. Everyone talks about Monaco, of course, and, and even Singapore, as well, but there's something about Suzuka. It's high. There isn't a slow corner apart from the chicane right at the end on the whole track. And sector one with those left, right, left, right uphill sweeps. The drivers absolutely love it. And so I think a, an aero car like, like the Red Bull that's so dominant there is going to be very quick. Charles Leclerc needs the Ferrari to be good as well. Yep. Otherwise, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's gone already, but he wants to be pushing and he wants to win races, of course, and not only having pole position. So, um, yeah, I think um, it will be a great weekend again, especially with the rain coming. So, Hey, Daniel, look, great job by you today. But Thanks. you've arrived at the stage in the show where we're actually doing a bit of a preview to Suzuka. I just got sent a weather report. It looks yeah. wet and cold in Suzuka. Oh, we've done that before at Suzuka, yeah. haven't we? <laughs> oh. No arigato, no, no, no. Uh, I got, yeah, some buddies from Perth. Some of the day ones. I haven't even seen them yet, to be honest. I've seen, like, just the um, pleasantries, but I haven't actually spent some time with them, so. Talking of pleasantries, you just got a thumbs up there from Alan Permain, who you yeah, obviously used yeah, to work with. Yeah. So that was nice, though, because that was a tough day for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he clearly is pleased for you. He's a legend. Um, he's always been super, super nice and, uh, yeah, just supportive. So yeah, no, I mean, as you say, like on, on one of their worst days, you know, for him to still come and give me a thumbs up, I, I know he genuinely is happy for me. So I really do appreciate that. And there's, there's a lot of people in the paddock who, yeah, just these little things go a long way. So I, I am, um, I just said appreciative of people's nice thoughts. Go and sit down and have a beer. Thank you. Thank Cheers. you. Well done. Yeah. Give him a Thanks, mate. Oh, well done. Have fun with the boys. I won't be in Japan, which is a shame, but now I've just heard it's pouring with rain and freezing cold. I'm not that gutted, <laughs> but it is a brilliant circuit, and um, yeah, I, I hope for a great race, and I, and I hope obviously that that Max is uh, is crown champion. It would well, be no, great Eric, for Honda. But you're hoping he's not. Oh no, you want his win. Yeah, maybe his Austin. father is with me because his father is not going to Japan either. So uh, maybe he wants to be in Austin. Oh, so maybe he'll do. Maybe I think he'll uh, we did it on purpose. Okay. The father's not going. I'm not going. So why clinch it there? Yeah, just do it in Austin. But I think it will happen in Japan. To be fair, readers of the Telegraph in Holland will be hoping that, right? Yeah, well, they will read everything about it as well as I'm, if I'm not there. So my colleague is there, I'm working from home. We have all day to work because the race is at 7 a.m., I think 6 a.m. in the UK. So we have all the time. That's, that's a good thing. You have been great for this podcast. So thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. Well, Pinks, I think that's it. Yeah, Thanks it is. What a weekend. What a weekend, what a race. It's so lovely sort of rounding it all up with you and seeing everybody and getting everyone's sort of final thoughts on the last well, last few hours and the last few days. It's been brilliant. Thank well, you very much. Pinks, you travel safe back Thank to you. England. I'm and off you. to Japan tomorrow. Yeah. And F1 Nation is going to be back next Monday, the 10th of October. Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll join us next week. F1 Nation is produced by Formula One and Audio Boom Studios.